and it's in the pocket is sponsored by the School of Rock Main Line. I'd like to thank the School of Rock Main Line, located at 511 Old Lancaster Road in Berwyn. You can visit their website at schoolofrock.com. As for Dave Marsh or Rick Allison. Everyone, welcome to the David Austin. Inc. Austin I can't even say my name. Yes, David right. Austin, can I in the pocket podcast? Wait a minute. Do yes. That again? Welcome to the David Austin Kinnan. Austin Kinnan? Austin Kinnan. Or I could, I could say Wasikinen, but then it really messes people up. When I thought it was Osikinen. Well, you, you have the American Ossikinen. version, Kinnan. Osikinen. And, and, and that's almost Americanized. And, uh, but you know that's that's you know it's so many different versions. Franz Smith has been calling me David Asidigan for. Uh, <laughs> well, go ahead with the. I interrupted. Well, listen. Welcome everybody to the In the Pocket podcast, and uh, today is going to be a very special In the Pocket podcast. It's uh, Wednesday. Is this December tenth today? I mean November tenth today. I'm November tenth. Yes. Yes. November tenth. Let's right. not get us into December yet, and. Uh, and uh, I'm really excited about uh, today because uh, not only do I have my buddy Freddie B with me, he was always a blast to hang with. I've I got a guest today that is a, a very, very important person in my life, and I just a, a wonderful human being, but I just an, a ridiculous artist, musician, producer, humanitarian. He's got it all. He's got a, a philosopher. He's my man. My Good friend, the one and only David Prater coming from Colorado. Brother, how you Thank doing, you. man? Thank David. you. David. 8,000 feet. Yeah, baby. Whoa. Yeah. Hey, how cold was it there today in Philly when you woke up? Uh, it's actually nice today. I think it's going to be in the 60s today. 60s. We've, had, we've been having ridiculous weather here, man. It's, it's it was been... 18 here this morning. Are oh. you kidding me? No, You're kidding no. me. Well, we've we've had snow on the ground for two weeks. You're you're kidding me! No. Wow. So I mean, you can you can run the gamut from. I mean, you can wake up one day and it could be seventy five degrees there, like it's like wild. Uh, uh, you know, you can go to the bathroom and get yeah. done with your business and come back out and the weather's changed twenty degrees. Wow. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's that's crazy. You know. Well, I'm going to ask you why. We're at why, a point why, where we can see all the weather coming over the mountain, and, wow. and it's just like, oh, here it comes. Yeah. Well, I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you about why Colorado. But you know, you've you you've been all over the world, lived all over the world. Uh, Freddie, I got to tell you, Prater uh, was always like, uh, I, I I almost seemed to want to want to know what he was doing on a weekly basis all right through on. my lifetime because he was one of these guys that I met. Uh, I guess I was probably you know uh, early twenties when I met David and. Um, he was already making inroads and was unique in even a unique culture at the time. Uh, uh, when David's into something, he's into it and deep into it, passionate about it. Like, uh, it, uh, and the thing I'm going to bring up is the cassette bag. Oh, Dude, the cassette bag. Yeah. Prater, Prater recorded everything, everything. And he carried that. that bag. And, you know, before you had multi-instrumentalists, 
and guys like were great. And David was a like a scary good drummer. I mean, that I know. like a beastly drummer, hit that snare drum, but cut chops. And, you know, the Prater shuffle was something we, Prater and I were talking about it this morning. Quick, we had a mm-hmm. quick phone call. And I told him I, I saw, uh, 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 I saw uh, uh, Billy, uh, well, we we're talking to Richie. Oh, Davis, your other buddy, yeah. But, uh, but I saw, I saw uh, Billy, uh, 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 Billy Remner? Remner last night because we played with him last night. We yeah, how was that? Oh, it was incredible. And his drummer is a Swedish guy named Peter Sundahl. And uh, he had a beautiful shuffle and he had a great left hand. And really? the, the best, yeah. And 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 I think a left hand that Prater would Prater would see it and go, yeah, he's got it down. Yeah, so he's doing Prater, that on purpose. <laughs> yeah, because Prater, Prater, Prater had the greatest at the time. I never ever saw a guy play a shuffle like David. Right. Because on. that left hand was like the right hand. And maybe the right hand wouldn't even be doing as much as the left hand. And the left hand would be doing things that were so articulate. It's accenting and just incredible. And and he played with such ferocity that it was like, holy shit, what is that? You know, well, what is that? About that? Do you remember the intro to Rock and Roll Led Zeppelin? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I teach it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Left hands dragging like rock. Right, right. Yeah, right. well, 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 but but see, the thing that David did that I always loved that I I I I really it scared me into getting good. Like I got to learn this because I'll give you one specific day. Dave, David, do you remember one day I was playing with Eric at the club in Levittown? Levittown. Vernon's. <laughs> I remember that waitress too. Yeah, I'm sure you do. Uh, I, I, Prater, Prater comes in and I say, Hey, Prater, Dave, you want to sit in? So they do, uh, I forget what, I think they did the Detroit wheels. They I think did we a, did. Yeah. Did Jenny the take medley. a ride. Yeah. And yeah. The medley and yeah. David, the drums, I looked at my drum set and I was amazed that it was still standing. <laughs> and, 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 but, but let me just say that he wasn't bashing Freddie. He was right. dry. He was now, driving the band. Yep, yep. And I remember a friend of mine, a girl that I knew really attractive girl fine she turns to me she goes oh my god can you you can't do that can you <laughs> I, oh, said, no. I said i and, and i said not like that because right. it was like you know because uh, you know i could play but that guy that guy it was like and, and and i'll tell you it was one of the most to this day i remember because david went at it like there's never and when when he's playing uh, i don't want to make him blush or anything but when he's playing it's like He's playing, and but yeah, it's yeah. it's like he's in the ring with Muhammad Ali, and there ain't no messing around. You know, <laughs> he's down and he's gonna dig in, and you better be at your best when you're right playing on. with that dude. Yeah. It was really something, you know. And 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 David to be and and listen. This morning I was just kind of I I I got behind in I, when we do these shows. I gotta put together this uh, thing called uh, this web page that the the guys drop the files into and everything and. Because I, I forgot to do it, I get up this morning, and so I'm no. looking. Uh, I'm, I'm looking. I, I, I'm looking at your. Uh, I forgot about some of the great things that you did in your career. Like I forgot about driving, driving school. Driving. Yeah. I forgot about driving school. I forgot about that. Like Danny D'Souza, my buddy Danny D'Souza was a mm-hmm. keyboard player mm-hmm. who was a friend of a friend of ours, a bass player friend of ours that we mm-hmm. we know, and he he, he turned me on to. David playing a song that later on Carlos Santana had a hit with called "I'm Winning." David's oh, I David, that too. David, but David's rhythm track on the original, da, 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 
was uh it was like his drums even back it cut through right i on. remember hearing it going like and danny said to me listen to this drum track and he and i mean we was oh yeah david you should go back and listen to it that thing with nona hendrix was a mm -hmm. thing of beauty oh, wow. and you maybe play two or three fills in it it's just the way you hit the bass drum mm -hmm. and the way you hit the drums and the way you know he was always on top of that drilling holes into the drums trying to make the drums sound better trying to do things but i mean uh just somebody that i you know, people would say it's like he was just over the top with the drum stuff, trying to do things. But it was something that I admired. And I, I it was like, I want to be that guy. I was like, I want to be him. <laughs> uh, you remember? I, I want to be greater. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Steven Stars on the yeah. balcony. Yeah. And I was sitting up there. Yeah, yeah. And you came up and said, hey, man. Hey, man. Uh, you had seen us. I don't know. Maybe. We toured for a little while with Blondie. Yes. We Walnut Street Theater. Yes. Yeah, I, did, I didn't make that one. Well, anyway, you came up and we're talking to me, and I'm thinking, who's this guy? You know, <laughs> so he's a drummer. And so, you know, but you were just a, the cutest, most personable guy to deal with. And so, you know, we started talking. And then I kind of see if from now and then, you know, doing other things around town. And before yeah. I knew it, I, I had to leave. I mean, I lived in Upper Darby back yeah. from yeah. 77 until about 80. Yeah. Wow. You know, over there by the Tower Theater, That's 31 cool. Wellington Road. Yeah. Right around the corner. <laughs> and, you were, and, you were, and you always were into something cool. You know, I, you know, listen, you know what? I even forgot. About like when I mentioned you've been all around the world, you you really spent a long time living. Like you were the first guy I knew. I knew some guys that went to the UK. Mm -hmm. But when you moved to Germany, and you lived wow. there mm -hmm. during before the wall came down. Wow, you were there. long before that. You were, he was playing. Years. You were playing Jeez. with Roy in Nectar, right? And, and, you know, David was always like about five steps ahead of everyone, you know, musically on a lot of levels, educating, like when I talked to him, educating you into what, you know, what's hip and what he's doing and, you know, thoughts on life and politics and people. I mean, just it, 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 listen, I get on the phone. So I, if I get on the phone with Prater, it's like, it's like, get ready, you know, because it's going to be, it's almost like I want to record it because I want to go back and hear because we get into some things and it's deep, a lot of things over the years. Oh, but, yeah. But, but, but listen, just going back, I mean, you you one day just decided after like making inroads into New York, playing with Nona, being the guy, you just went to Germany to Nectar. And I always wondered, how did that Nectar thing even come about? What What, what happened there? They were a British band. Yeah. Oh. That they all played. They were probably, let me think, Roy Dud. Yeah, he would have been a 72, 73. So he's, he was six or seven years older. So he actually played in a place called the Reaper Bond. Remember that? In oh, Hunter? yeah. He <laughs> spent okay. a lot of time. It's it used to be. <laughs> yeah, no, no. But British bands could go over there and actually get paid to play. And it was, you yeah, know, it was the a to make a living. The docks, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so uh, they came to Germany and then they started, you know, playing their own stuff. Everything was obviously, there's a lot of hash back in that day. You know, that was, there, there wasn't, nar you know, hard narcotics. It was probably heroin, but yeah, people yeah. weren't into that. It was mainly like just hash and pot, stuff like that, yeah, and maybe yeah. mushrooms. Yeah. And so um, 
they were playing uh, in, uh, you know, they, they knew the only way that they could make it was to move to Germany. And they, after a while, they, I think they were based out of Frankfurt, but then, you know, stepping forward years later, their management was in Frankfurt, Frankfurt, uh, Germany. Yeah. yeah. So, I remember um, you lived, you lived there for well, quite a bit. Carmine and I were roommates. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he literally, I yeah. was on one side of the door and he was on the other. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, and we just slept on the floor, you know? Wow. I Probably. mean, commit, yeah, again, committed to making you know great well, what happened what happened is we realized that now in the late 70s that was a terrible time in the music industry because nobody was getting signed i think there was a kind of like a semi-recession during that period mm, mm. um so anyway we weren't getting any action trying to get a and r people to come out to our showcases and stuff like that I mean, this is when the knack had that song, My yeah. Sharon. Yeah. That's you know, and I love I love that drum track, by the way. When I just it's great. Said, I love it's that. Guy. Oh my great. god. Great so what happened yeah. is uh the, the management said, Yeah, we're we're gonna move you to Germany and we're gonna kind of get back in, kind of like a Hooters thing, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Because yeah. they 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 were huge in Germany and yeah. Europe at one yeah. time. We were like, yeah. Yes, or Genesis had yeah. a humongous light show. Yeah, wow. And um so we went over there and I lived there for a year and we toured in the fall of 80. And then um, I left in 81 because it had really run its course. I mean, uh -huh. I, and I knew that I didn't want to stay there 10 yeah. years chasing the dream in Germany. Right. Right. You know, but I love, I mean, I love Germany. I love yeah. Germans. I love the experience, yeah. but yeah. That was an interesting place for me because we lived in this big kind of industrial commune and there was a huge, it was a film studio as well. Uh -huh. and so I used to be able to go down and practice and make as much noise as I wanted. Yeah. And I, I started, I'll never forget. There was one time <laughs> I set a timer right there and I said, okay, I'm going to do a single stroke roll. To failure, in other words, what they call like in yeah. training, like when yeah. you, if you go, oh, that's failure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, as yeah. opposed to this isn't, you know. Uh -huh. So I was going to play as long as I could, you know, you know, doing a single stroke roll. It still sounds good, Fred. You're not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, and I spent a lot of time just kind of, you know, uh, streamlining things that I had been wanting to do and never had the time to do because yeah, you're, you know, living on the East coast, you're either living in a big apartment building or a row house or something. And yeah. it's, you may not be able to make racket. Yeah. Right. Right. So anyway, uh, uh -oh. Carlos, when I had to play the solo and soul sacrifice, yeah. That was with Santana. A lot of people are listening. To, yeah. David played with Santana. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. That, that was in the summer. That was in August of '76. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that, I mean, that's. I'll tell you that story, but it's a long. Yeah, story. yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah. What I'm making is that, uh, you know, playing in, in in cover bands and club bands, you know, five or six nights a week, that's not really, if you're going to do a solo or something like that, yeah. you need to practice the solo, you know, yeah. you need to figure yeah. out what you're going to do. Yeah, you're exactly. 
Exactly. I figured that I, I went through that. I've never solo, but this year I started and Rob really? helped me. It's just Rob, this year? Yeah, Rob just you helped me because I didn't I just didn't I didn't want to do it, but we produced one. Now I like the fact of using samples and messing around and that making an entertainment. So let me ask you something. So obviously, you know, doing the Santana gig for a little while, did you, you get uh-huh. you knew Mike, you knew Michael Shreve, didn't you? You knew Michael. No, no, oh, and it's an interesting story. So when I, I auditioned the first day, I was the first drummer in, and I found yeah. out about it when they were loading in at SIR. Yeah. And I and I saw one of the roadies and I said, Hey, what are you guys doing? Is this you know Carlos? Where's Carlos? <laughs> and he said, Oh, we're here, he's auditioning a new band. Oh, you know, and I've told the story so many times, but he yeah. was looking for a singer. And he wanted also a rhythm guitarist, somebody that could kind of play chords behind him. Yeah. Uh, around the time that they did uh, Winning, I'm Winning, because yeah. Carlos did it. And I know. The singer in, in, at that time was also a rhythm guitar player. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. And so uh, so they wanted that. And they wanted a bass player. And they wanted congas, timbales, and drums. So, oh. you know, that's how I got that gig. Yeah, um, yeah. You so, went I mean, in there and just, just did so what happened just, talking yeah. about Mike Shreve? Yeah. What happened is I went in, you know, I mean, it was brutal. I was playing at the San Francisco International Airport. It's yeah. some lounge. And uh, so you played until two, and I had to break my drums down, throw oh. them into my Tradesman 100 Dodge van that you guys <laughs> used when I went to. Uh, <laughs> I, I rode in that car before that, that van. I have. I know it. I That's know it. So what happened is uh, we started playing at one point, yeah. and um, I remember I got all my drums set up. You know what it's like? It's like, do, 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 Those are right. Yeah. a little closer hi-hat. I'm good. Yeah. And then you look around like, okay, what are we doing? And Carlos, they were already playing. Yeah. And Carlos, he likes to switch instruments a lot. So I yeah. played a lot of guitar back then. Yeah, and, and a great one, guitar player. That was your multi burning like oh my god yeah. isn't a play guitar so what happened is uh it one after one rehearsal uh he rode in with me and then we rode back in my van he lived in uh, mill valley uh-huh. and uh so what happened is we went to his house and he said okay there was a guy named tom crucier you know Juan's brother Juan is from rat Juan yeah. Crucier, uh-huh. and they're cuban and right. so uh tom was a good singer and he was auditioning with carlos and uh but i mean i played carlos wanted me to play guitar so here i am in carlos's uh, studio being built i'm playing out of a, a really nice boogie amp playing yeah. a strat and i'm like i was in high school two years ago <laughs> <laughs> with david Sychek. yeah so yeah. anyway about michael shreve so when i went in to play at sir um we started playing and uh it, it, and that was back when people actually jammed jamming to me yeah. is not playing hey you know mustang sally yeah okay let's do right, it no, right, right, right. you just start playing you and out. somebody says what do you think of that you like that chord okay before you know it yeah and tom coster was in the band and uh-huh. he was a phenomenal musician you know he's actually uh i think he may have been armenian he played yeah. accordion as well really well. oh wow, wow. wow. so anyway um there was this ferocious, I mean, if you've ever played with guys from the street, like Raul Rico, did you ever meet Raul? No, 
percussion. Well, that guy was built yeah. like Marvin yeah. Hagler. I mean, he. Oh was, wait a minute! Oh no, no, no! Maybe he was. Was he playing with him in '82? Oh yeah. Okay, then I met him. I did he, meet him. He, I, was the day I, I got came, a photo of him. Yeah. From the day he came in. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in '76. Yeah. He was there until he died. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh. So anyway, uh, we were playing, and then Journey, the original Journey with no Steve Perry, was been yeah. the big room at SIR. Right. Right. Michael Shreve and Automatic Man and Bayette oh, and all that. Oh, they I were in that. another room. Wow. You turned me on to those guys, too. Yeah, Automatic Man. Love them. Bayette, yes. And then, oh, I'm not done with Mingo yeah. Lewis. Oh, wow. He had his solo project. And, he, you know, so now there's three bands. And in walks Greg Rowling. You know, he had this big mane of hair. And I'm saying, that's Greg Rowling. Uh, and then Angel <laughs> Dunbar comes walking in. There's Bruce. Oh. And then, um, and I'm going like, and the stand, you know, and so everybody was in the back smoking cigarettes, you know, just bullshit. Hey, are you, are you guys going to be in town? Yeah, okay. And everybody's visiting and we're playing. And after a while, now this is nuts. After, a, I mean, we played for a, a, at least a good 30, 45 minutes. Just jamming. Yeah, jam you know, yeah. Yeah, and there'd be one part to where he'd take his guitar off and go over to bongos. And so yeah. now it's a, now it's a, a rhythm orgy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so Shreve walks in. Yeah. Ainsley's there. Wow. Power Power walks in. Oh, oh Baldy's there. Then. All wow. the I mean, wow. and, all the cats. Uh, there was one more. They were called uh, hold, uh, Rubicon. Oh, okay. Oh, I remember them. You know, Jack yeah. Blades. Yeah. And, the, oh, yeah. Basically, the, uh, the, the basis for Night Ranger, those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, I'm looking at this. And I'm just thinking, man, this is unbelievable. But it felt great. I mean, I'll I'll just never yeah. forget that first day when Carlos stepped in the middle of the room and and he looks over at me and he puts his guitar on. He had this that was that old Yamaha double double cutaway. Yeah. And he just goes, yeah. you know, and it, and it was just kind of like we, you know, hit the hyperdrive button. And so. Uh, we did. We played for a while, and then we stopped. Mm. And then this guy comes walking in, and to this guy was like Moses to me. Yeah. Who other than Bill Graham? Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was, you know, he yeah. was uh, Winterland. You know that whole thing. Yeah, Bill sure, Graham. sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he comes in, and he comes and sits right next to me. And so I'm playing. There's Bill Graham, and mm. he's looking at me like, "Yeah, keep going." And I'm just thinking, <laughs> "This is not happening." Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. You know, I've done acid, but this is not a flashback. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's how it started. And that's with Mike Shreve. Because Mike, you know, when he did that solo in, yeah, yeah. you know, Sac Soul Sacrifice in the Woodstock film, I just thought that was the most courageous thing I'd ever seen. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, well, a white uh, guy out there. And all I these, know. You know, you, uh, Dave Brown, he's a black dude. From yeah, yeah. And, and then yeah. you have uh, uh, Chipito, he, you know, he's uh. on. I think Guatemala or Nicaragua. Yeah, yeah. And then Michael Carabello. So, you know, it was a racially intensely mixed. Yeah. Yep. And, and you hung with these guys and played with these guys and did so many amazing things. I mean, you're, you, you, you've lived a life of like, to me, it seems like you've done so much. And you know what always really fascinated me about you, David, is that you knew when it was time to go. Yes. He knew that he never hung to. It was like, okay, go on, next thing. It was always the art that pushed him. It all, and 
because not only these great bands, I mean, the guy, I played with Kenny last night, Kenny Aronson, who no, he played. Kenny and I go way back. He played like, he played with Brian Setzer with, yes. with Kenny. And, and I saw some gigs. I, 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 cause it was like, okay, I see other guys play with, 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 with Setzer and they're great, great mm -hmm. drummer. But I said, I had to see what Prater did with him. Cause I knew that it was going to be a different animal. It was just going to be like, wow. You know, so, you know, you got, uh, I, I was it Tommy uh, Burns, Danny, Dan, Tommy Burns was playing guitar. I love Tommy. Yeah. 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 To a good guy. And Kenny and Brian Setzer. And, 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 and Chuck Lavelle. Yeah. And Chuck oh, Lavelle. Wow. Uh, an amazing band. And, yeah. and I gotta tell you, you know, and, and I, I love this, what you told me about Setzer recently. I don't know if you remember about a year ago, we were talking about Brian and, and David said to me, you know, the dude just keeps on up in his game. He's like learning, you know, like, you know, you were talking about how Setzer's playing guitar and just even better than he was before. Oh, just absolutely. Get yeah. He'll give guys credit. It's like amazing. Now, what people you most recently been known for, I mean, musical things, you did Baby Grand, you did great bands that you've played with, and mm -hmm. then you became a world-class your producing was different than because I remember you talking about bussing tracks and doing things like, yeah, you know, you always knew about the gear, like 10 steps about every, uh, you know, analog stuff, getting the sound, mm -hmm. a world-class producer. You produce Dream Theater, which is like, you know, I teach at the School of Rock. I got mm -hmm. like they, 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 they got kids there. I mean, Dream Theater is like everybody wants to be Mike Portnoy. You know, they all want to be careful Prater. what you ask for because you just might get it. <laughs> Prater, yeah. Prater and I would talk about and, and sometimes I because he produced so many records, I'd, I'd reach out to David. I said, well, what about this guy and what are they doing? You know, he was always frank and honest with me about stuff. And, and but you did records and like, you know, from Dream Theater to like one of my favorite records. Well, it started with Firehouse. That well, was Firehouse. But one That's of my favorite. first got involved with Sony. Hey, listen, Heroes and Zeros with Glenn yeah. is yeah. one of my favorite all-time. That record you put on, and Glenn, he sounds amazing. You produced a record that sounds sonically, like, you know, off the map. Baby, do you know that we recorded that in a, in a moldy, damp, <laughs> dingy basement? Uh, it was 156 Valley Road in Montclair. Yeah. And... Uh, so, you know, when Glenn said, I want to do the record with you, he was really into Prince. And he, and he read everything. Glenn, Glenn's so brilliant. He's he, brilliant. You know, unbelievable. Yeah. And so. What a was, tandem when you were with him. I, I thought, because I knew Glenn. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking Prater and Glenn Burtnick. Wow. You know, I knew that was something great. We had a reign of terror there for about I two bet. years. I bet. <laughs> Look out, ladies. <laughs> yeah, but what happened is, uh, you know, I had an Akai 12 track. Yeah. And I had done some demos that wound up, uh, uh, heard, heard it in the radio, Stupid Boys, Walls Came Down. I think there was four songs are from my demos on that record. Wow. Oh, man. And uh, that's why those triggers. Oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. Triggers. I mean, well, triggers I, back then. I don't even know how you dealt the with time. the latency and yeah. all those I things. Was, that you I was doing triggers in the very early '80s. You yeah, know? yeah. You were always uh, uh, into that kind of stuff. But you know, so you had a relationship with the. Uh, uh, was it Mike Cap? The uh, was it 
Michael Kaplan. Michael Kaplan. Oh God, um, I love Michael. Well, well, well. Hey, David. Here's a here's a six degrees of seven. Freddie played drums uh, with John Kuzma. You did, yeah. yeah. And Michael was a fan. But that's how I knew he passed away, didn't he? Or is he still alive? Michael? No, no he's, he's still alive. alive. All right, all right. Yeah. Yeah, oh, no, sorry, no, sorry, no, sorry, sorry, that's, sorry. That's, sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. But uh, that's yeah. how I met him through playing with John. Mm -hmm. Yeah, God bless. Rest of, well, John passed away. Yes, he was John my best. He was away. my best right. friend. Was it leukemia or something? John, John, John died. Uh, it, uh, it was uh, uh, just an afford. I think it was an accident. You know, medication, uh, and, and 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 you know, he was going through a tough time at the time. And uh, we were hanging a bit. I, I, at the very end, we got to really spend some quality time together. But, mm -hmm. it, you know, he was going through a tough period. I, I, I think, you know, back then, even over the last 10 years or even five years, the, the, the awareness of mental. I'm not saying he was mentally ill, but I think he dealt with a really heavy depression. And oh, John, John yeah. was the last that guy. Right. He is a very prideful guy. He was going to tell you that he was depressed. But yeah. I knew John. And John wasn't a guy that was going to be pushed around. And he was doing some side jobs and some things happened that like were really out of character for John. Like somebody mm -hmm. like, you know, one day somebody told me he was some guy was like, like bullying him on the job and going like, what? You can't be talking about John. No, Wilson. no. Uh, that that yeah. shit ain't going to happen. He, he wouldn't know? stand right. for that very long. No, not right. very long at all. So, I mean, so uh, uh, John was an amazing person. But David, at the time, I thought sometime, I thought maybe you were going to end up producing him at something or I know they talked well, about I saw that. him one day. Um, I spent a lot of time at, at BlackRock, uh, yeah. West 52nd, and, um, you know, walked in, and Michael was always uh, like, uh, there was a band from Philly, Eklund, you know those guys? Yeah. I, you know those guys? Like, yeah, they were kind of like a prog folk band. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, they, uh, they were kind of like a lighter version of Dream Theater, a little, oh. not quite as, you know, concert intensity, but very good. And so, you know, Michael was always finding people from kind of off the beaten path. There was Eklund, and then there was John. Um, yeah. Yeah. Who I always thought was just supremely talented. Yeah. He had anything. Yeah. 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 I mean, he was a beautiful singer, Boy, beautiful yeah. player. Yeah. And he was there, and I'm thinking, okay, I, I, let me call Davey and find out if this is okay, what he's doing, you know. Because, yeah. yeah. uh, you know, at that point, he was in a development deal. Yeah. Yes. Did he ever actually do a physical record? I, I, he did yeah. something with Ed Stasium. Exactly. Uh, uh, but I don't think it ever, I think it really, I think that was another thing that knocked him for a loop. They never released it. And John wasn't, you know, I think maybe he, the biz side of it, he could have been a little more on top of it, but things, some happened. They didn't release it. And he made a record. I, I, I wish, I mean, Ed's great, but I think that, you know, I wish he would have worked with you because I think you would have done things that would have made. Well, him. I understood Philly. Yes, you did. Right. You, did. you know, and, yeah. and that's a very specific thing. It's not like Brooklyn. It's not like Long Island. Right. Philly's its own thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it, he, and he, he really, <clears throat> it's kind of like Springsteen. He likes people from that Asbury park, you know, that area. Yeah. 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 And so he's got a whole band of them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And John, I think needed that. He wasn't yeah. somebody. I wasn't like that, but but he was, and I and I was sensitive to that. Yeah, and I would have loved to work. Yeah, with him. I would have right. been great. But you've done. You've you've always like. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna toggle a little forward. You did dream. You did dream theater. 
And and I don't know, since we're I, I, I think we're not gonna be able to play the whole track. And I don't know if Jimmy, if you have do you have you sent a dream theater theater track, right? Did, David, did you? That's right. Yeah. You, you, Somebody you, remastered it on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Because let me tell you something you don't know is we were doing when I first went over there to uh to CBS, well, Sony, it was epic. You you know, CDs were just starting to come in to, to play. Right. And so it like now you can go to a computer, you can go to an ultra maximizer or something on Pro Tools and hit a button and it'll, you know, it'll increase your headroom and make the CDs or the cassettes so loud. Yeah. Well, back then we had to make records, you yeah. know, and you couldn't do that with records. So there was no pushing the headroom with digital because it was in its infancy at yeah, that yeah, point. Yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah. And so, uh, when you go back and you listen to the dream theater record images and words, and it's a beautiful sounding record, but if you're listening at home, you can turn it up. Yeah. But if you're listening to it in like a stream of modern things, like here's lamb of God, here's five fingers and Papa Rose, blah, blah, blah. You know, those are current records and they're loud. They're just, yeah. You know, I mean, sometimes to the point of being offensive. You know, you do, uh, well, I know. I was wondering how you feel because mastering. I have these conversations with Phil Nichols <laughs> about mastering, and some guys like they make records, and there's no. It's like you, it's like uh, everything's squished. Well, let me and tell like you, you're going crazy with it. You know what? What happened is this guy remastered it. So now, if you listen to Dream Theater, like there was one time in Houston. A guy said, uh, "Are anything you do on here?" And I said, "Yeah." And so I went over, and it was one of these internet jukeboxes to where you could type in what you wanted, and it would mm -hmm. find it on the internet and play it. Yeah. Our record, the images and words, is so quiet. Oh. I mean, it's, uh, it yeah. sounds anemic. Of course, you go turn it up, and it's like, "Wow." Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Different. Yeah. So this guy made it to where it's loud and wow. clear. So that's that's the one I sent you. Yeah. Cool. When that's you when you cut those tracks. Did you have the band, like, did you bring the band in, have to actually, did they record, or did you, you know, because I know you always had different, you no, know, you, had, I, you you were like a scientist producer, also knew, like, a great baseball manager, you knew the personalities. How did you do, how did you, your method, if you don't mind sharing a little bit of that, what did you uh, do? That was like, Herding cats is, that's not quite accurate. It was more like trying to corral a bunch of Utah wild Mustang ponies, you know, because <laughs> these guys wanted to run and I was going to let them run. But, yeah. but, you know, when you're making your record, it's really not about, hey, everybody get in the room, man. Let's do Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. You listen to Def Leppard Hysteria. Yeah. Oh, anybody. Some people weren't right. really my, compound, you know. My, right. Yeah, yeah. Right. You know, there was constant overdose yeah. and yeah. layering. And yeah, then yeah. Thousand. Yeah. Folks, there was never know, a folks. doubt who was the when you're producing. Never a doubt who the boss is. You were the boss. This is the way you have to do it. that. Yes. You know. I mean, and I went through some scary stuff. Yeah. You know, to where yeah. it was just intense. Yeah. But you just take a breath and yeah. and keep going. Yeah. But you have to let them know. Yeah. That no, I, I won't stand for a mutiny. You yeah. know, and that happened. Yeah, yeah know, I'm, I'm I think sure. that happened on their first record for Mechanic. Because, yeah. uh, you know, and Terry Date engineered and produced, and it sounded terrible. Mm. And Terry Date's a great producer, great engineer, and I knew 
I think what it was, it's one of those things where the band comes in and says, oh, can you run that back? Oh, man, my E string's flat on there. Here, let me get my guitar. No, no, we're, we're done. You know, and, yeah. and I, think everybody, I think every, whoops, what did I do? You're okay. No, I, I was, um, you, you had to, you had to make sure that, uh, that everybody knew what their limits were. They, they uh, could go up to this point, but not uh, that, uh, you know, and, and obviously Michael had a very strong opinion on yeah, that. And, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 and Kevin, the singer was yeah. brand new in the band and right, the right, company right. didn't like him. And I said, I'll tell you if he's a good singer, you sing, yeah. can you sing? Yeah. Shut up. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah. Freddie's you know, a James is a great singer too. He'll sing the harmonies. He'll love to like I sang all the harmonies yeah. with uh, Kevin. And then oh they his name is actually Kevin Labrie, but there was two Kevins in the band. So oh, he said, What's your other name, James. Right, you're James now. Yeah. Oh, anyway, um Firehouse, I sang every single track. Yeah. yeah. On the first and the second one. Yeah. Uh, Glenn Burtnick, I sang all of them, and and uh, on Diving for Pearls. Well, oh, that's great! That great record. That was cool. I, I played at one yeah. point, other yeah. than lead vocal, I played everything on. <laughs> you know, and yeah. I, I mean, some of the stuff yeah. is real lazy. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. You made it. You yeah. made it work. Hey, listen, Jimmy, Jimmy, do you have do you have any Dream Theater? Could you have that queued up? Can we play a little bit of that? Let's see. There you
gonna pick up a bayonet. You know, let's go to war. That makes you wonder, like, what the hell? No, you're, you're, you're exactly you know, right. I, it does. Baby, when I did that record, let me tell you something. I, I got cold chills singing. I did too. Right. I did too. I did. It was beautiful. I mean, I love hearing it now and going like, wow. And then I love that you produced it, man. I think that, well, you know. The, thanks. Freaking the, amazing. The, amazing. The thing is, I knew. See, I I turned the band down before because yeah. they were they were not very pleasant when I first met them. Yeah. And I thought, and that was to the A&R guy. They're like, what are we going to do? What are, are you going to sign this or what? Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> and I'm thinking, you guys just got dropped. I'd be a little nicer to Derek Oliver right, if I were you. <laughs> you know, so they got picked up again. I mean, they were orphaned, man. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. I mean, That was, yeah. you know, what the, you guys know the business. I mean, I once you're on a yeah. label and you get dropped, that label's, uh, usually that, that band is done. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, at one point, Derek called me in the summer of 91. He said, David, you're going to do the record. There's nothing you can do about it. You have to do it. Uh, and I'm thinking, okay, you know, I've never had a record company be that blunt like we want you, and I'm not hearing it. Normally, it's like, I don't know if we want you convinced. Yeah, you. yeah, yeah. Right, so anyway, right. um, you know, I went out and did uh, a one very uh, very informal recording at the rehearsal place and kind of reintroduced myself and then we went in like september 15th of 91 that thing is 19 wait a minute it's 22 yeah is it wow. not 40 years it's wow. almost it's a little over it's 31 years 31 yeah, it's amazing years. amazing Sounds yeah great. we did it in 91 yeah and uh did it from december 15th into about December 11th, something like that. It was back when records took two months. That's the yeah. way only record I did yeah. was two months. Yeah. We were on time, on yeah. budget. And, yeah. you know, I, I yeah. ran a, a, just, it was a streamlined operation. Yeah. But oh, we did have been. tracks, you know, which yeah. is no longer there. A, a hedge fund guy what, came what, 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 what studio was it? What did you do? Bear Tracks. Oh, Bear Tracks. Bearsville. Yeah, a Bear Tracks. Right, yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah, it wasn't Todd Runyon's place. Yeah, it was uh, uh, Spira Jara's, uh, uh, Jay Beckett's. Uh, it was his place. Yeah. So and you anyway, knew all those I, studios. You knew all the places. Oh, yeah. yeah you well, knew let me tell you this. This is interesting, though, because I knew when I did that record, I said, I, I just, uh, I was seeing a girl at the time, and she would come up, and, and I was just talking to her, and I said, this is preordained. I don't know what's going on. I don't even feel like my feet are touching the ground. Because I knew... Uh, you know, that I had done some, some, what I thought was really good work, but you know, uh, that was, that was right as firehouse love of a lifetime and all that was starting to take off. But yeah. see, I was on always in the studio. I never, I never heard any of my stuff on the radio ever. Really? No. Wow. No. I and so <laughs> I didn't know the, the, the guy at Atlantic said, you know, you've got a huge hit in your hand. And I said, really? Come on. Well, yeah. Yeah. You know, I thought it'd be like a mainstream college heat yeah. seekers or something. Yeah. You, no, it's on the top 100. You mean the Firehouse uh, or the Dream Theater? The Dream Theater. A firehouse. 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 Firehouse was exploding. I, I remember when I remember that. I remember. Huge. So anyway, uh, yeah. I knew that I would never have a chance to fulfill whatever my destiny, you know, uh, contained within. I knew that if I didn't, I mean, here were the best players you could ever ask for. Yeah. I mean, Mike, Kevin, John yeah. Petrucci. Yeah. 
I mean, you know, and, and every everybody was like a circus ventriloquist. I mean, they were like contortionists, you know. Yeah. yeah. They could just do incredible stuff. Yeah. And so I said, okay, I'm going to swing as hard as I can first. Yeah. Bit. Yeah. And and I didn't let up. I kept my foot on the pedal for for two months. And I and I just knew that if I was ever going to make a name for myself, yeah. this has to be it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the other bands, I mean, Firehouse is good as they are, yeah, and they're yeah. a great live right, band. Right, 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 right. But you know, they're 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 like a machine. Yeah, I mean, yeah. They're still, yeah, they're still playing the first two records. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, 30 some odd years later, but yeah, I mean, there's a hell of a legacy with that. But you know, the dream theater thing, like I said, kids like they all try to want it, they want to be, you know, they, their, their goal is like, how do I get to be that good as a player? And they hear the records and stuff. Well, check this out. So, yeah. we're finishing the dream theater. Yeah. I go to Florida and just sit in the hotel room for five days before I started the next firehouse because they were coming off that record, and then I'm doing this dream theater, and I thought. Dream Theater, that's a really great record. It's not going to go anywhere. Come on, give me that. <laughs> with a vocalist. No, I, I, you know. <laughs> so anyway, um, then there's the American Music Awards. Yeah. And we're in the studio. Yeah. And they win, you know, Band of the Year, Best New Rock Band or something. Wow. Against Soundgarden. Yeah. Uh, wow. And Pearl yeah. Jam. I mean, wow. it was yeah, and, uh, crazy. So yeah. at that point, I did. The, the first firehouse, which is already platinum and going, and then I've done Dream Theater, and then I did the second firehouse, and that went platinum. So right there in like Man. a space of uh, a yeah. year, yeah, I did three multi-platinum records awesome. right yeah. in a row. What what year was that? What year was yeah, that? What year? 90, 91 and ninety. Yeah, I I remember. I ran. Wow. We, we played. I think. I remember running into you in New York. We were playing somewhere near the seaside. Remember by the, the concerts he used to do about Oh yeah. And I just felt Concert like I, 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 I didn't see you for a few years and I ran into you and, and things were like you became like the produce it was like wow. And I couldn't have been happy for him, Fred. I remember seeing him it was like like um he's like became the it's like he moved from great nothing wrong, like drummer, great drummer doing things, but then it was like he was running the show. And it was yeah. real, and it was really cool right. to see like a friend do yeah. what he did, right and, yeah. and 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 did not compromise. That's what I loved about you, David. You did well, not compromise well, your this thing. Out. You you said, you know, this is the way it's going to be if you uh -huh. want to work with me, and I love that about you, man. Well, you know, the thing that I got to tell you is that uh, talking about the. Oh God, I had my train of thought, and then uh, it'll come back to me in a yeah. minute. Yeah, yeah, talking yeah. about the. Uh, oh, yes, here it is. So one of the things, you know, you do your record nowadays. It's like, well, we think we're going to get Andy Wallace to mix it. I think. Yeah, I know, Andy. I work with Andy. I know Andy. Right. Or, <laughs> or we're going we're gonna to get uh, CLA, Chris Lord Algae. Okay, right. And, you know, and all of these guys. I mixed personally with my own fingers. Yeah. All the singles. Yeah. You know, Love of a Lifetime. All of that. I'm. Yeah. We finished the record. Then I started mixing. So you weren't doing that. What about automation? Even back then, you watch automation because you had like guys that have hands. I need guys to come in. You were doing like automation and stuff like that. You mm -hmm. when you were doing mix, you had to borrow hands from people, push that fader up, or were you? How were oh, you doing? Oh yeah, if you're in that room. You're working. Yeah, you're not observing. You know? <laughs> you're not just hanging out. No, hey, push no. that fader up when I say now. 
<laughs> well, you know, because yeah. you, you know what it's like. It's like, yeah. you, you know, you've played sports. You've played basketball. There's a yeah. point where the momentum's building. Yeah. And you want your best players. Let's go. You know, yeah. you don't want to like, let's let's take a time out. I'm kind of yeah. wounded. You know, no. Yeah. It must you be know. so exciting doing it. Like, that's one of my great disappointments. I would have loved to have done a record with him. Because he just drank. Like, I know, <laughs> I, I know, I know. I got some things in mind. Hey, so I got it because we're running behind, and I want, I want to, I got to talk about. You know the band. Walk into a place, and it's like you walk in with these guys, and everybody goes, "Who the hell are these guys?" The Texas Hippie Coast Coalition. Oh yeah. Oh, Prater told me about it. now. I before Prater, even I even knew David was working with this band. I saw this band on TV on Jerry Springer. Yes. They and were I was in. there mixing that. You were, you were doing that? Mm -hmm. And it was like, oh, my God. It was like, first of all, we remember Leslie Weston is heyday. Yeah. Like where he yeah. was looking. He looked pretty scary. He looked but like they a midget compared yeah, to Yeah. Let me tell you, all these, all, the, all these guys look like it was like a band of Leslie West that looked like they're wow. one of like biker well, they, dudes. It looked like everybody just some of the, about half the bands on parole. The other guys <laughs> would know, be able to cross the state right. lines to do a gig. You know? Prater's wow. their boss. Prater's the producer. He's the man. What's the name like, of this group? Who is it? Texas Hippie Coalition. I have to check them out. Uh, I've never just, heard of them. You play No Shame. Yeah. Can you see the video too? Yeah. I don't know. Can you? I, well, we'll, we, 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 we'll put it. We'll put it on. I think uh, we can oh, do okay. the video. We'll go on, but okay. Play uh, a little. Well, play, that, play, play, some, play. Song it shows yeah. them on the street at the shows at the Nam shows. So it's yeah. just like somebody's running around with a camera. Yeah, yeah. And then they edited all that together. So it's a great way to see what they're about. Yeah, yeah. Hey, okay. uh, Jim, can we can we run a, a Texas Hippie Coalition? No shit. I love the name. Yeah, I know. Oh, you, you, well, let me. Texas Hippie Coalition is THC. You started at the top again, so you can hear that drum fill. Jimmy, go back. You can start it. You can start from the top. Yeah, turn it up. Yeah. Cowboy, baby. Cowboy. Woo! Like jumping on a motorcycle. Yeah. So you're not watching the video, though, are you? No, we're going to watch wow. the video. Oh. We're going we're, we're to get the video on it. It until you see the video. We're going to put the video on. Uh, we'll get it on there so they on can the, see. On the page? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, that's where all that's rocking, man. Oh, it is. Uh, well, let me 
me tell you this. I, I just would love to see you producing this. You in that oh room? Oh, my God. You know like, I did that? Yeah. No. I did it in a 10 by 12 room in yeah. Denison, Texas, next to the Eisenhower Museum. Yeah. And it's a little pier and bean, dinky-ass house, probably built in the 30s or 40s. I recorded the whole band there. Yeah. And did all the overdubs at my house in Salado in my upstairs attic. Yeah. So wow. literally... I didn't do it in the studio. I had a 2480 Roland. Do you know what that is? Have, Fred, do you know anything about the Roland? Yeah, I have a, I have a set of Rolands. Uh, yeah, well, the 2480 was a 24-track multi-track yeah. PC that they made. It was digital, oh, right. all digital. And I just got really good at it with that machine, you know, to the point to where, I mean, tell me if that, if the sound of that is any less than no. working in Los no, Angeles. No, not at all. Not at all. I was going you know, to say so, that drum sound is spectacular. Yeah, you know what the drum sound is for the most part. What is it? That's an Alesis DM5. Are you kidding? I, I got them in my garage. I got a kid. I wore so the I, snare I, I, out. I, to, I redid the kick drum because yeah. he, he didn't hit very consistent. Yeah, but I'd, I'd kind of blend things in, so you would still all you would hear all the velocity and sensitivity. Yeah. You know, it doesn't sound like just one shot sample. Nah, right, right, man, right, right. you hit you. No, hit, uh, no. Oh, I man, mean, amazing. Yeah, yeah, I mean, just just amazing. And, and I said, I got to tell you, and I remember seeing, I don't know what it was. I think the TV was on, and I walked by, and Jerry Springer just happened to like going through, and I saw this thing. I said, "Whoa, stop whatever you're doing and watch this," because it just seemed like what the hell? It's like these guys Ooh. took over the show. Let me tell you something. It was it was wild. When we first started, when we did yeah. that record in 2008 and released it, to, to check this out to show you how long ago it was. <laughs> the only way we could tell how we were doing was MySpace. Oh, oh, oh wow. And they used to have something like, there was some count. Yeah. Like, I don't oh, know, okay. views or something. Yeah. And so you knew, depending on what your number was, yeah. how many people were watching it and right. how it's selling. Right, right. So what happened, as soon as we went on Jerry Springer, yeah. the reason we were on there is because all these SWAT teams and police departments <laughs> in the United States, they're all in touch with each other. And a lot of those guys like to pump iron and do Brazilian jiu-jitsu and all that stuff and steroids. <laughs> they juice, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> the, guy, the guy in Chicago that had been Big Steve's understudy, he's now in control of the show. He yeah. loves Mississippi Coalition. So the police department asked us to come up there and do the thing on Jerry Springer. And they said, would you like to do it? And I said, you tell him, hell yeah. Oh, man. Our audience. Dude, dude, you know? dude. So wow. anyway, that was yeah. that was a yeah. fantastic experience. We we we, we so so Prater, you know, we're gonna have to do a series of podcasts with you. You know, totally. You know? I yeah. mean, because one, one, this is just so much fun to hang with you, see you. You know, it's it's, I, and I love you, man. I do. You know, I love you. Oh God, we were talking. I'll do anything for you. And you Michael, the audience doesn't know. I went through a bad time. We were talking about what sure. And, you know, everybody has their moments, but I remember I had the drug thing and Prater was so supportive. You know, he went with me and he was just my friend. He loved me like a brother. And uh, and I, I'm just so proud of what he's doing and all this stuff. And, and and listen, real quickly, why Colorado, man? Well, you know, we're not getting any younger. 
And there's a point to where, first of all, Texas, when I moved back to Texas, that there was a, some reasons for that. You know, I got married and I found a wonderful woman. Uh, yes, honey, I'm talking about you. <laughs> so anyway, um, she got me into Colorado in the late 90s. And we're in a part that not many people know about. I mean, yeah, where like are you? Southwest corner. We're in the San Juan Mountains. We're up the road from Durango. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's still ringing the bell, but it it, it 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 it's it's an interesting story, but it's not a short one. But as far as yeah. Colorado, the country's getting insanely hot. Yeah. Most of the country's hot yeah. in the summer, and yeah. in Texas, mm-hmm. you'll have mm-hmm. like two or three months of well over a hundred degrees. Yeah, it's not. Sure. I, I took sure. a thermometer it's one not, day. I was out with a sprinkler head. And it said one hundred and twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah wow. So in Colorado, it never gets above maybe in eighty here. Right, and yeah. it's dry. You know, yeah. so you yeah, don't yeah. feel the cold. The the chill never gets into your bone like it yeah. can. You know, in the east yeah. coast. Oh yeah, it's up here because you know. Now, I mean, I'm in a, in my house right now. I've got GigaNet, you know. I mean, yeah. fast. We had fiber optic come in. Oh, good, good. Months ago, I know so you had some issues there earlier, and now you're like you're cooking. Well, I had been on them, you know. I said, "Where well, are you going to put that in?" And they say, "Well, we can't until the spring. The ground's frozen." Right, right. Hey, you get that yeah. fixed, or I'm coming over there. <laughs> well, I, you know, I was I was pleasant and tried to be charming oh, okay. with them, but I needed oh, it, you know. I know you do. Oh, yeah. God, I did that again. Oh, God, look at me. What the hell? No, no that? worries. No, hey, listen, we're, listen, we're going to bring you back because there's some okay. stuff we didn't talk about. And it was a total pleasure for Freddie and I. Love yeah. having you Same on. here. You look great. Thank you. Uh, give my, I know we all have mutual friends. I'll say hey to everybody. I talked to Eric this morning because he came out to the show last night. He oh. said to say hey. Uh, you know, there was a bunch of Swedish hey, guys. How's he doing? He's doing great. Okay. Doing great. Doing great. I told you about my wife. Yeah, she yeah. got the Ramsey yeah. Thompson. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. We all, you know, thing. you get older and it's not for uh, getting it's not older. For the same heart. No, not it for whips. Prater, real quick. You had a double hip replacement, right? I just had double spinal fusion. Oh, oh my oh. God. Prater says to me, I told him I because he was I was his hip sponsor. I had my I one hip done. I remember. So he called me up and we talk about it. And he goes, "You know, Davey, I'm going to get them both done." <laughs> well, right. What yeah, happened we, is the first one uh, was right when I was coming to Colorado, yeah, so yeah. I got the first one done and it was great. Oh, yeah, was, yeah, I, mean, I was standing up an hour after I got. Yeah, it. I remember. Wow. That. I remember that. Then Ooh. two years later, almost to the day, my left one goes out. Uh, oh. And um, so I, you know, I thought, well, I'll go in with the same guy. Well, he retired. So there was this young guy, like 35 mm-hmm. years old. And mm-hmm. what happens, and you've got to be real careful with this. Yeah. I've learned so much about it. Yeah. Is that you've got all your nerves coming out of your spine. Tell me about and it. And <laughs> you have to be very careful. Ooh. Some surgeons are like, ah, a nerve, yeah. nerve, whatever. Yeah, that's if your nerves are irritated or inflamed because of some sort of a, you know, asymmetry in the way it was all, you know, the uh, operation was done. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what happened with me, and for a year it was getting worse the harder I got. 
And so I finally, uh, the guy that I was, you know, I told him, I said, I want you to take this shit out. You know, this is horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he said, you know what I think it is, Mr. Prater? And I said, I'm a captive audience. What? Nerve damage. And I said, now you're talking because rehabbing didn't uh, help it. So I found a doctor. Uh, and he said, I looked at your x-rays and your MRI and he said, let me ask you one question. What's that? How do you deal with the pain? Yeah. And I said, well, I've had it so long. Yeah, I've right. just kind of gotten used to used it. To it. You think you can do something about it? Let's go. Right, <laughs> and right. so he did the same operation on me, but he did basically two of yeah. Tiger Woods. Uh, so uh, when uh, he had the same thing, yeah, he yeah. had nerve uh, pain. And there were times that I saw him playing and he collapsed on the course. Yeah. No, Next, man, you know, metabolic things, but just because it hurt to swing it. Right, right, right. Uh, it's the same thing. It was spinal fusion, yeah. but they're yeah. much better now. And you're feeling better now. Oh, yeah. I love it. I love it. Awesome. All right. So I'll give you a shout. We're going to bring you back. Anytime. After the, after, after 2020, 20, in the 2023. David, it was, a, it, was, it, was, it was wonderful chatting with you. Did you uh, did you listen to the, the the prodigy from the baby grand demos from the uh, I, I I got them I got a I got a bunch of stuff but I'm gonna check oh, okay. all that all right. stuff I'm gonna be listening to all and I gotta talk to you about this yes package I got from Larry Maggot that's unbelievable wow, that that's you will amazing. really love yeah there's a bunch of stuff going on that we'll so, let, let me tell you I am so proud of you you oh, have thank wrapped you. up when thank you got together yes. with Dally, 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 my wife, Dally. Dally. Uh, I mean, that was like that was your rocket ship. Yeah. You guys just went, You ready? Yeah, yeah let's do it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. She kicks ass and she's oh, beautiful man. to be. So, uh, I eat good, we hang out. She's 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 my rock, so it's yeah. good stuff. We're all lucky, men. yeah, we are. We got beautiful, yeah. uh, you know, Freddie's the same way with oh, his good. wife, so we yeah, got yeah. good stuff going on. and you know, without that, you got nothing, you know. So, so anyway, oh, listen. Problems. Yeah, you yeah, got problems. It exactly. makes it better. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. listen, anytime you need me, I'll do uh, I know, you know me. I'll do yeah. whatever you need. I know you do, man. I know. And it's great. Yeah. So, listen, uh, I want to thank our sponsors. I want to thank Wildfire Media Podcasting, Jim, Rich. Thanks for everything. We'll see you again back here on In the Pocket. Catch you later, guys. Thank you.